Gronkowski versus Carey Price. Tonight in Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final, there's been a lot of great goaltending throughout the playoffs. One team in particular was an exception in this regard. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates right where you found this. It's easy to say that the Penguins need to get goaltending like what we're likely to see tonight. That they need to find themselves somebody to push Tristan Jari um, either from behind or, you know, from ahead. But where do you get them? Who are they? There seems to be a common perception that there's a ton of goaltending that's going to be available this summer. But that depends on whether you view a ton as being quantity or quality. There is some quality. Tuka Rask and Pecorine are going to be unrestricted free agents. I don't believe for a second that either of those guys will leave Boston or Nashville, respectively. Philip Grubauer's out there, unless the Avalanche find a way to keep him. But did Grubauer look to anybody to be the answer in Denver? I didn't catch that. That team isn't missing much, to say the least. They didn't get past the Golden Knights. I'm not sure that Grubauer's going to be somebody who's seen as some elite goaltender, despite really good statistics over the course of the full season. I mean, he played behind a really, really, really loaded team. Who else is there? You want to hear some of these? Mike Smith, Brian Elliott, Frederick Anderson, Jonathan Bernier, both of them <laughs> stung by playing for the Maple Leafs. Devin Dubnik, James Reimer, while we're on that subject. Linus Allmark is interesting, but he was in Buffalo. Do you really want someone with that kind of scars to his name? Yaroslav Halak is out there, but he's 36 years old. You get the idea here. This this is the UFA pile. If you start going around and looking at older players who might be available without having to give up something in a trade other than, let's say, the absorption of some cap hit, Jonathan Quick's a guy that I've been looking at for a while. He's 35 years old. His cap hit is $5.8 million, but a lot like the deal that the Penguins did with the Kings for Jeff Carter, you can get them to assume a big chunk of that. Problem with Quick is that he's had three years of either right at 900 save percentage or lower. He hasn't been very good. It's been a while since anyone's seen the Quick who was winning Stanley Cups. I've got one guy that I'm circling above all others, and that's Peter Mrazek. If you haven't heard his name in a while, there's a reason for that. He was hurt back in February with the Hurricanes. Really bad thumb injury that knocked him out for the year. 
good, good hockey player. Only 29 years old. 923 save percentage before going down. Uh, been a pretty consistent guy, and he's been busy too throughout his career. Uh, obviously, when you play for Detroit, you're going to be seeing a lot of pucks. He has, and unlike what I'd mentioned earlier about the Maple Leafs ruining a goaltender or uh, Buffalo ruining a goaltender, Mrazek looks like he emerged from it stronger for the experience based on the way he bounced back in Raleigh. This is this is a good player. Uh, Antti Ranta is out there, too. He's older. He's 32. Mrazek is the one that I, I think that I would circle. If I'm looking for free agents, he's the one that I would circle. And then be fully aware that other GMs will be doing exactly the same thing. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by Fubo TV. Monthly cost of cables over two hundred bucks. Fubo TV is sixty-five bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T, Sportsnet, Pittsburgh. For listening to this podcast, you get a deal—a seven-day free trial and fifteen percent off your first month. Go to fubotv.com/dk. No contract, no catch, cancel anytime. Fubotv.com slash DK for 15% off your first month. There aren't a lot of answers because the fact is Mrazek's going to get offers once he can show that the thumb is healthy and everything else. He's going to have a very happy agent fielding phone calls once the UFA season opens up. And I think Ranta will too. And the rest of these guys are probably all going to hang on right up until training camps. You know, the Halaks and so forth that have been around forever. When I think of the Penguins goaltending situation, I think of Jari needing someone to come in there and be a bona fide threat to be the number one goaltender for game one of the playoffs. Probably not what you thought I was going to say. I don't care who the number one goaltender is in the regular season. There are 82 games to cover. You're probably going to need three guys to do that, so you've still got Casey DeSmith around. I don't care about the regular season other than getting into the tournament. Yeah, Jari can show well. Jari can show that he's recovered from everything that happened to him in the Islanders series, and that'll all be wonderful and applause-worthy. It won't mean a blessed thing once the puck is about to drop for the first game that matters. Maybe Jari will have earned that, meaning getting a game one start. But there's no way... You can walk into that scenario if you're the Penguins and say, no, 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 he's good, he's good, we're ready, and not have another option and not have just DeSmith as an option. There needs to be a real, meaningful, and transparent push at the goaltending position. Mrazek is best equipped to do that. The question is, 
A, how much do the Penguins people believe in Mrazek, watching him, scouting him? And B, where are they going to get the money? You know? Where are they going to get the money? Because chances are they're going to have to pay something uncomfortable. It's unrestricted free agency. This might be the peak guy to get. And there's no salary cap space right now. I mean, things could change. The expansion draft could change it. You could move a player here or there. Wait, 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 what? You want to talk about the Vegas guys? You know, all right, I'll, I'll go along with it. I mean, I've talked enough about Flurry on this show. Marc-Andre Flurry, I don't believe, is going anywhere. He's got one year left. The ownership is completely smitten with him out there, the Foley family. I, I don't believe he's going to be cast aside right after a Vezina Trophy winning season. If you go and approach them about Robin Leonard, now you're taking away Vegas's parachute, which is the very thing that they want as they feel that they are in a spot to contend for a cup. I just don't see it. I know the Golden Knights have $12 million in cap space committed to goaltending next season. Okay, I know that's unsightly. I also know from watching that team get shut down by Philip Dano and the Canadians that they need help at center in a big way. That team's got a whole bunch of wings and not much up the middle. But I still just don't see them letting go of this tandem while it's there. I think that to an extent they see themselves as the 2017 Penguins, meaning it's wonderful to be able to alternate between goaltenders. We'll see. That situation's fluid. But for right now, that's what I'm presuming as it relates to Vegas. So I'd be looking at Mrazek, and I'd be looking at trades, potentially, with somebody, anybody, who's got more than one goaltender that the Penguins might like off their roster. The point here ain't going to be easy at all. When we come back, just one question. time for just one question that's always brought to you on this program by the greater pittsburgh community food bank where they've just undergone a rebranding a recommitment to serving those who need help throughout western pennsylvania go to pittsburghfoodbank.org to find out more about this there's a video there that you'll want to watch too not too long good stuff good stuff pittsburghfoodbank.org Question comes from Jim, who asks, would you trade Jake Gensel for Matthew Kachuk? I feel like I should at least pause before saying yes. But yes, I would do that. Uh, to me, Matthew Kachuk would be... You know the best comparison I can find for that one? And this would take some people way back. would be Mark Recchi for Rick Tockett. You know, when Craig Patrick made that move, uh, he famously stated that he knew he was trading a Hall of Famer in Recchi. Oh, by the way, turned out to be right. But it was one of those classic deals 
where even if you lose the trade, you win the championship. The Penguins knew after winning their first cup in 91 that they were still missing something of a something of an edge really uh, with size and toughness and everything else and by moving Recky and bringing over Rick Tockett Shell Samuelson and Ken Reggett speaking of goaltending support they were able to really really strengthen themselves for a second run and I do mean strengthen themselves for those of you who think of Rick Tockett as an assistant coach Wow, you missed one of the toughest humans to ever play the game. And it worked. It worked. Uh, The Penguins were much more capable of creating space for themselves, for their stars. They were deeper. They were stronger. They were just stronger. That's the word that I want to keep coming back to. I would do that. I don't know if Sidney Crosby would approve of it, but Sid himself has said that he's not going to be the type to to veto trades or anything like that. Um, And I do feel that it's responsible to point out that the next verifiable bit of information out of Calgary that suggests that the young Kachuk is available will be the first. Um, That one seems to have caught fire on its own, and the Flames really haven't done anything to put it out, at least not to date. But I'd be interested in Jake for a power forward type who could score, who could back the other team off a little bit. What I'm not in favor of is just big, tough guy for the sake of big, tough guy. Anybody who's watched either of the Kachuk kids play know that they've got the old man's snarl to the game, and they also know that they've got the old man's scoring touch. Keith Kachuk pumped 50 home pretty regularly. I'm not really into hypotheticals, so I'm not going to take this concept too far, but I, I do feel like it's a fair one to bring up on your part, Jim, because it, it also covers the concept. Would you be willing to give up one of your frontline wingers, your scoring guys, in order to bring someone in who might not score as much, might not complement the superstar as much, and let's never underestimate what Jake does for Sid in that regard, but might bring something to the team that the team needs in order to cross over into, you know, hanging around longer than a single round in the playoffs. Never have I watched the two Kachuk kids and not thought about either of them playing in Pittsburgh. It's just impossible to do, whether it's Calgary or Ottawa. Either one of them. It would be unbelievable the impact that they'd have. So much so that I'm really getting hesitant even discussing it here because I might falsely get somebody else's hopes up. Uh, yeah, think about it that way. Think about it as recce for talking. And then from there, think about the result. And that would be my answer to you.
as it relates to Jake or Rust or anyone in that mold going somewhere else for a player like that. But I'm going to underscore, they've got to be able to produce points. It can't just be tough guy. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.